Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever. It's episode 227 of Dude and a Monkey. Our first actual proper episode in October, and it's already the 12th, so, oh dear. Um, my name is Ian Loring. As always, I am joined by... Hello, it's Matt Foster, everybody. And uh, as as more, quite a lot these days, we're also joined by... Uh, Becky, hello. <laughs> so, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Becky is with us for... Um, well, it's quite a, a big week, really, for uh, Becky-related uh, films, um, as our Stephen King correspondent is with us again for a bit of a, a catch-up look at uh, the Netflix original Gerald's Game. And uh, But the, the main review, uh, which is it's probably going to be the last podcast out there actually <laughs> talking about this as a, as a main review. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we're going to be talking Blade Runner 2049, a film that I literally watched over a week ago at this point. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, what are you saying there, Mark? Yeah, it's, it's it's over a week since you watched Blade Runner, and is it what like two, three weeks since you watched Gerald's Game? Yeah, yeah, like actually, like literally, yeah, I think three weeks since Gerald's Game now. So, uh, I think you guys are going to have to be doing a lot of filling in tonight, just to just to warn you, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, and uh, yeah, we're also talk some uh, we, what we watched in trailers and stuff like that as well. Um, I don't think we need to get into the stuff that's been really kicking off around the film industry this week. It, it is interesting how the biggest film news doesn't actually directly seem to be about films at the moment. It's always men yeah. with their dicks. <laughs> it just it's oh dear. Yeah, it is, and like you say, it's not. I think people can pretty much guess our kind of feelings towards it. So it's, I don't think it's something. It's far too big a subject for for us as to get into on on what is usually quite a jovial podcast. I don't it? want to, you know. It's, no, I, I, there's plenty I, I, of podcasts talking it. about it. Yeah, it's it's not something that it's. Yeah, it's not something we need to chat about. I don't think. I think it's something we, we acknowledge that it's there, and it's raised, and it's an important situation. But you know what? It's let's let's leave it for itself to to, to fully sort itself out and to realign the situation into a more palatable um, future in the way that, that these things are dealt with. Yeah, stop being dicks. There yeah. we go. Um. Okay, let's let's uh, well let's talk some trailers then. So, um, have you guys seen anything of note this week? Well, there's the new um, Star Wars trailer uh, that's come out. So there's it, it feels a little bit. I don't know with this one, it feels a little bit like I think because really exciting. It, it is very exciting, I, I suppose for, for, for Star Wars fans. But it, the thing is, you had the first. You know, you had, you had number seven, and that came out, and you know there was all the trailers because it was the new one. It was the new. It was a new thing. It was you know, it was a new um, like era of Star Wars. And then you had Rogue One, which was a new era of Star Wars because it was a Star Wars film, Star Wars saga film. It was a Star Wars film outside of um, outside of this this continuation of the story and now this one's here it's a little bit like yeah we, we do you know what we we don't actually fucking really need trailers because it's 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 even kind of Rian Johnson or himself almost said you don't you don't even really need to watch the trailer and then very quickly kind of went actually no go watch the trailer clearly when somebody said to him um 
could you not tell people to not watch the trailers? You are a bit of a misery about Star Wars. Though. I am not a misery about it. I, I, I just think that... <laughs> I just think that the people are like, yeah, it's a Star Wars film. We kind of know what we're going to expect. So just, you know, they, they don't really need to show us more than one trailer, I don't think. Well, it keeps people going. It keeps people excited. Yeah, well, I, I don't care. I know you don't care because you're a misery. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you you liked Rogue One more than you liked The Force I... Awakens, if I seem to <laughs> recall. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed Rogue One. I thought I thought it was a, it was a cracking movie, and I enjoyed um, the Force Awakens. Uh, it, it it falls in that weird category of films that I enjoyed. I think and I enjoyed watching, but I kind of I can box off and go, I've seen it. I, I, I don't really need to see it again. I think it's I think it's unfortunate that out of the two, they used the better actress in the one where there was only going to be one film and killed her off. <laughs> That's unfortunate because I'm not I'm not a fan of Daisy Ridley. To be perfectly honest with you, she's she's there and she's fine, but I, I think Rogue One was the much better film and the much better performance. It just I don't know, like Daisy Ridley, I think is maybe more of a physical performer than Felicity Jones is. Like Felicity Jones <laughs> is an actress. It kind of feels like Daisy Ridley is more an action star. But well, that's that's yeah. What's in that is it, the one thing I did get. From the trailer for um, for Last Jedi over uh, Force Awakens, was I did look at it and think, "Ooh, Daisy Ridley looked look like she's lost quite a bit of weight." She wasn't big by any stretch of the imagination, so you know. But then again, part of that might be the certain the physicality you're talking about that you need, and that she might have been she might be leaner in a. Um, in a way that suits the the character, if you get what I mean. Because of the training. Yeah, because the training that she that she's, and also as well, I think it's, it's easy to forget that she's actually she's, she's only like early twenties, isn't she? I think. I'm not sure. Actually, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be pretty young, eh? Yeah. yeah. She could have just been Hollywooded down. I mean, you, 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 I think it'd be hard to live along that and not, among that and not. But she wasn't. She wasn't. She wasn't. I'm no, not she saying wasn't. she was. She was. She was big in the first one. But no. what I'm finding interesting with, with this is is it's kind of like. She's she's done, and it was, this will segue nicely into the other trailer that I watched, that we watched. Um, you know, is that she's done that, but we've not really seen it, or I, I I've not noticed her in anything since, and it's been like two years. And I know she's got the Murder on the Orient Express there to come out, which is quite an interesting. You know, it'll be interesting to see her playing something completely different. I mean, that looks familiar. Yeah, <laughs> but then you've got um, John Boyega who has done. Um, the Circle, which was crap. Oh, uh, Detroit, which looks very, very good, and apparently he's very good in. And then he's got uh, Pacific Rim Uprising coming out, um, which I-, I wish they'd release a trailer that is a game trailer for. That's the that's the audience they're going for, though, isn't it? Yeah, but we had we had Power Rangers last year, and, you know, <laughs> this year, and I, we enjoyed Power Rangers, didn't we? Oh, I yeah, no, I mean, I, I just. I mean, so- a Power Rangers movie is, uh, that is also Pacific Rim. You did Pacific Rim alone. I like Pacific Rim. <laughs> I, 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 just just to say about Last Jedi before we move off that, I mean, like I like I like the trailer more than I like the teaser trailer. Um, yeah. it, it's got I don't know it's got some really interesting visuals in it, and I think that the story is obviously intriguing. I, it would be, be losing their shit over that little creature though. Oh, uh, the Porg. Yeah. 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 It'd be the baby group of Star Wars, isn't it? The Porg's solid. I like the Porg. Um, <laughs> I, 
I'd Wouldn't like, it be nice to, to, to make merch, though? To draw, I'd love. I'd love if, like, 25 minutes into the movie, it was basically the new Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. But, yeah it would be good if Chewbacca just ate it. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> I, I, I very much doubt it. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I, yeah, we'll see. It's only a couple of months till that anyway. So, hey, we'll talk about it. I'm sure we'll have Steve on um, to discuss that as well. Yeah, um, no, 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 I am looking for my Christmas fix. Looking forward to my Christmas fix of Star Wars. It, it's, it's a nice, it, it, it's, it's a nice thing to go. Right, Christmas. Here we go. We've got a new Star Wars movie. I'm gonna force Mark to watch Force Awakens again before we go see it. Good, good. Uh, Thank you. I'll, I'll I'll do my now annual tradition of taking a half day off work to go check it out. There's um there's already a seven o'clock 3D 4DX ass raping showing <laughs> in the seven a.m. showing at Cineworld, which I will not be attending because I don't want to be assaulted before I go to work. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim. The thing yeah. that really pisses me off about this trailer is the fact that. The, the first film had this, like, neon golden look to it. And yeah, the really nighttime look to it. Yeah, and the cinematography here is so fucking flat. It it just, it drab and washed out. And it I... I comparison. Looks cheap in comparison. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it's... We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see, but... I, it, I think it's telling that Guillermo del Toro directed the first one and you've got a debut feature film director directing this one. And yeah, I mean, he was the guy, I, I think he was the showrunner on Spartacus and I think he had him, maybe he had some involvement in Daredevil along the line, but it definitely feels like they've gotten the Mexican non-union equivalent in to do the sequel. And, <laughs> and Absolutely. And it's, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm concerned. But John Boyega as Idris Elba's kid. Oh, is that is that is that what it is? Yeah. Oh fucking hell. So you know, I, 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 I don't know. It's, yeah, we'll. I, I, it's not looking too hopeful. I don't think. No, it, 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 the thing is, I, I'll, I'll go and see it, and obviously, I, I, I actually, I hope it's great, but it does look like it's going to be just crap. It's, it'll be interesting to see how long that movie is. If it's, I could see that movie being ninety-seven minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I could see it being eighty minutes long. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. I really hope it's good though, because the first one's the first one's great. But it's nothing to do with the first one, really. No, it's not. But it's, it's when, 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 you, when the returning like characters it. are a picture of Idris Elba, <laughs> yeah. Charlie Day, and Burn Gorman. Gypsy fucking Danger's there. I don't think that is. It looks like Gypsy Danger. I don't think it is. I think it's a cardboard cut out of Gypsy Danger. Oh, when they're watching a video of Gypsy Danger. Maybe. I like Gypsy Danger. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> all good um what what else did you guys see uh, if anything trailer wise i'm sure there's other things we watched the murder on the orient the murder on the orient express trailer yeah um see i really want that to be good but i just fucking hate seeing johnny depp in stuff nowadays mm-hmm. he just ruins everything he's a ruiner and it looks like it could be really good apart from that and i've even got like past the whole you know, that's not my Poirot kind of thing that I had going on. You know, he looks quite good as Poirot and 
Ugh, just fucking Johnny Depp. <laughs> Why does he need to be in stuff? I just reckon that's where movies work, though. Well, and, and I appreciate that's what being an actor is, but he's just not very good anymore, is he? Unless he's got dreadlocks and putting on a voice. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it looks like between this and um, Fantastic Beasts, at least he's kind of trying to be a bit more ensemble so it's not going to be all Depp all the time. He um, was kind of in Fantastic Beasts, so. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, well, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I mean, Fant- Fantastic Beasts already feels like a franchise that no one is particularly bothered with ever seeing again, and yet we're going to get another 12 of them or whatever it is. But, <laughs> we're, yeah, I'd... I still haven't watched it. I know you haven't. <laughs> it's good, it's, man. It's good. The creatures are good, and the, the, the chunky guy who toddles around after Eddie Redband, Red, Ray Bands is good. <laughs> yeah, he's not, uh, he's not too shabby, actually. <laughs> The thing about Fantastic Beasts, Catherine Watson's fine. I like Catherine Watson in pretty much in everything. Actually, Catherine Watson's great. But and the thing about Fantastic Beasts, is I'm, I'm sure it's very good. I just don't care. But I will watch it at some point, but it'll be one of those that I kind of accidentally watch. For me, it's bad casting in the main character. I don't, I don't like Eddie Redmayne, so so instantly went down in my estimation. It's just it, the the production design and the world building in that fucking film is incredible though. Like it, for the visuals alone, that thing's worth watching. It looks amazing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Trailers. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'll I'll, I'll put in um trailer for something that actually comes out on VOD in a couple of weeks. A psycho documentary seventy eight fifty two, um, oh. which. It's like 78 shots, 52 cuts, that changed cinema, essentially. Or I think that's what it's called, essentially what it's called. Um, so, yeah, they like it's basically a bunch of filmmakers fawning about um, Psycho. And that sounds good to me. Yeah, I've got to watch Is the filmmakers sort of talking heads in the trailer, though? Uh, yeah, they their voices are there, like, uh, uh, over... Um, like clips of the uh, clips of the film and stuff. Um, I'm just trying to get like because literally, it's out on iTunes on the 27th. Um, who's in it? Peter Bogdanovich, Jamie Lee Curtis, Guillermo del Toro, Danny Elfman, Brett Easton Ellis, Karen Kusama, um, Neil Marshall, Walter Murch, and Elijah Wood are noted on the. Um, so it's quite eclectic. That's eclectic, but they're all they're all sort of people that are quite interesting to listen to talk about film. Yeah, yeah, and it's 91 minutes long, so, you know, that's going to be worth a go. Yeah, it's a solid watch, that. Oh, we watched that Woody Allen one. What was that? Oh, Wonder Wheel. Yeah, uh, which I was going, I was watching going... The reason I don't want to watch this. There's there's something about this. It looks looks almost all right, but there's just something that doesn't feel right. Oh, it's Woody Allen. Fair enough, yeah. Okay. That Paris one that he did was good, though. Midnight in Paris? Yeah, I love that. I like Paris. It's great. Paris. Yeah, um, but it just, yeah, just, I don't know. Same reason you can't watch a Polanski movie? The same reason I can't watch a Polanski movie. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, well, that's, I don't think anyone can really quibble with that, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, well, apart from that, it looks really good. <laughs> I think it does, I think it looks intriguing. Yeah. Was that the one with Kate Winslet in it? It is yeah. the one with Kate Winslet. Yeah, it looks good. And uh, Jay Tizzle. Jay Tizzle. I like Jay a bit Tizzle. of Jay Tizzle in the movie. I like Jay Tizzle I think he's not a bad actor, actually. He's fine. For a singer. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 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 kind of it for what uh, I know that I've I've watched. Nothing else you've watched this event? Not that I can think of. Sweet. Okay. Um, we better get into it then. So, Blade Runner 2049. It's directed by Denis Villeneuve, and uh, who's in it? You got the old Gosling. You got Minji fucker Harrison Ford. You got shit Jared Leto. Spoiler for my port, thoughts on it. Um, who else? <laughs> Anna de... De Alma? That, that will do. Um, and uh, Robin Wright's in it. Dave I... Bautista's in it. I know. Others are in it. And, uh, right, what what's the story of this then? Let me try and remember. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan Gosling is a replicant. Actually, do you know what? All spoilers all the time and everybody's bloody watched it anyway. What, what, what do you think of Blade Runner? Becky, what did you think? Now, Blade Runner is a very big film for you, isn't it? It is literally my favourite film in the whole wide world ever, ever. And I, I actually there's a poster of it literally, literally behind, behind us. Right us. Now, yeah. Um, I we watched the original on the Saturday night, no Sunday night before we went to see the new one. And kind of in a in a way, I was hoping that, you know, when you get a bit of hero worship about a, a film and you kind of build it up in your head mm. and you remember it as being better than it actually was, and then you rewatch it and go. Oh, actually, yeah, it's still fine, but it's not literally the best thing in the world. I was hoping that that, that would be my thoughts coming out of watching Blade Runner again, and it had the exact opposite effect. It just reiterated to me how amazing it actually is. Nice. So I went in there with a lot of trepidation as to whether it was going to be another Prometheus incident, and mm. do you know what? I came out and said, do you want to get some dinner and go back and watch it again? <laughs> nice. I, absolutely loved it okay that is very good mark uh well obviously i'm, I'm not as uh, I, I i very much like when i think it's a very it's a very good film um and i was very much looking forward to, to this on a few levels in you know one that it, it's a uh, it's a sequel to a, a very very good film um but also i'm a big very big dennis villeneuve fan um like ryan gosling and the, the all the trailers and everything made it look like we were, we were looking for a very good film. I was a little bit wary of the the, the kind of hype train that had started for it. it. It always kind of sets up alarm bells when people are, are saying this is a, a a modern masterpiece because it's a bit like do you know what masterpieces have to kind of earn that over a few few years you can't just declare something a masterpiece or very few things you can declare a masterpiece upon that first initial initial kind of viewing especially something that's um two hours and 45 minutes long which is you know it, that's a long time for to, to be sat watching a movie um no but i i thought it was I, I i don't think it's without fault um i think it's it may be for me i was worried that that because when you've got a two hour 45 minute movie you worry about the bag where it's got bag in the middle and then not come up. But I, I thought that actually it took a little bit too long to get itself fucking moving. Um, but overall, I was, I, I think it's, it, it's, I, I'm going to kind of caveat this or, or kind of like downplay it, which is wrong really, but it's, it's very, it's very, very good. It's not 
as good as people are saying, but it's still as good as I kind of expected it to be. In what way is it not as good as people are saying? I don't think it's a modern masterpiece. I don't think it's a 9 out of 10 well, movie. You just said that nothing can be a masterpiece straight away. Fair enough, I still don't think it's a 9 out of 10 movie. I think it's a it's a, it's a solid 8 out of 10 movie. I disagree with you there. I think if you look close, you look for fault in something, you will find it regardless. You look at the, the original Blade Runner and... Really, if you're watching it in the wrong frame of mind, it's hammy as fuck. That bit where they're running around the hotel is hammy, out of context. But by that point, it's it's like we said the other day, it's earned that hamminess. Prissy's stupid fucking hair in it. it. It gets away with these things because the stuff surrounding it is fine. And I think you can find fault in anything. You could sit and find fault with The Godfather, Citizen Kane, if you wanted to. Oh, I could, yeah. Yeah, you could, because you're tough. But just why, why approach films from such a miserable place? Just sit there and enjoy it. I did enjoy it. You've been like, picking fault with I'm it. I'm not. I haven't picked fault with it yet. It's the form of the show. <laughs> Ian, uh, what did you think? I'm, I'm, fuck, I'm kind of more with Mark than you, Becky. I'm sorry. Um, I, I Yeah, I mean, I, I, I... The thing is, I agree. I, I thought... I just thought immediately coming out of it, it's really, really good, but people do need to calm down. And my my reasoning is, I think Jared Leto is not very good, as I've said before. And I was also disappointed by how it just seemed to leave stuff hanging. Um, that, I mean, like Jared Leto just basically kind of disappears out, out yeah. of the, the plot and that annoyed me the whole kind of resistance it, thing that comes up just that, turns to nothing yeah and I, I i understand that you don't necessarily need that for the plot of this film but it felt weird to me that you've got a franchise as revered as blade runner or a film as revered as blade runner and now you've got this sequel that are basically dropping hints into okay we're going to pick this up in part three that that's that's a problem that i have with films a lot but i'm okay if it tells a complete story in itself i thought that this didn't quite do enough to tell its own story within its own runtime maybe i'm looking forward to re-watching it because maybe that will settle with me but yeah, we- it just, I mean, like, it, it, I think the world building is fucking phenomenal. Personally, I love the pacing. The third act, I thought, when it got a bit more action movie y with the bit with the, like, the drowning car, was a, you know, I could take or leave it. But, mm. that, you know, I, I thought it was a really, really strong film, but I can't hand on heart say that I. I think people saying it's better than the first one, it's like, okay, you've had decades to sit with the first one. You've had a week to sit with the second one. Maybe don't come out with those statements just yet, because maybe after a couple of rewatches, you might not think that. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely it. Is it... I I, I would say I I don't think it is better than the the first. Um. I I do what I did like about I do think it stands up as a film on its own. What I did think was weird is it's 
I don't think it's a, I won't go as far as say it's a criticism movie, but I think it kind of, like you say, it did seem to sort of fall a little bit between two stools towards the end of seeming like it was setting up a world that could be explored even further was almost in detriment a little bit to the actual film we just kind of watched. That's a good way of putting it. In the sense that this is, um, it's very much, you're you're going on a journey with Ryan Gosling's character, um, who is a replicant, um, but it's seeming like what it's doing is it's opening it up and saying, well, replicants are actually more than than, than they were uh, in in Blade Runner, the more human than human thing, and there's there's that, and they've developed, they've, they've essentially, basically become humans plus, mm-hmm. not humans minus, yeah. uh, which honestly they were, but they're still treated like that. But that's part of part of the movie in itself there. But then what kind of happens is with him branching the story out beyond his character because he's going there, and it's kind of it. He's picking up bits from Blade Runner, so it, it, it's it's going in that direction. But then it, it kind of goes, oh, hang on a minute, but he's he's now insignificant to what is beyond this. And it's kind of like, no, he's the fucking two, and a half, two hours, 45 minute story we've just been watching. Don't, don't then make it about this other character that you want to sell to me in a possible other movie. But I, I think that's part of, Part of the point of the film is the disposableness of replica. Yeah, essentially, they they have a no fair argument. they have no clue really whether what they what they remember is what they remember or what's been implanted, and it's the he he could quite easily have been that kid. But it was obvious that he wasn't. It was obvious that it wasn't. But the the stuff from his point of view, it wasn't, and it all fits together for him. He had that memory. The horse was there. You know, he he really believed that that he could be that kid, that miracle replicant kid, and you know the emotional gut punch when he finds out that he isn't is is well done, mm. and and I think as well, you know, it explores the morality of creating technology that has intelligence and feelings, and playing with that, and, and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, and advances need to be looked at in that context and I think that's kind of what part of what it's trying to do and then by taking it back and it not being that character kind of leaves him hanging a little bit and I think that was the intention yeah oh no yeah it's just it, it's quite it's a it's a it's a very bittersweet message I think that yeah. you know you can be the hero of your own story be a catalyst for change but at the same time in the really, really grand scheme of things, be pointless. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're a footnote. I mean, it's like, um, I don't know, like you haven't seen a ghost story yet, have you? There's a great no. speech that is given during a ghost story that is basically, a, a, it revolves around how you should try and just be the best you for you and the people around you and, and don't worry about leaving your mark because in the end of the day, in a like in a billion years time none of it's going to be around anyway so even if you try and make your mark in history even that's not going to be everlasting um and it, i don't know it's kind of a similar thing with this i think um that's really, sorry that's really depressing <laughs> yeah no it is but it, in a way 
I don't I, think I, it. I, I find it also kind of inspiring because it's like, yeah. well, yeah, fuck it. It's like liberating in a way. It's kind of saying, you know, stop constantly, the idea of stop constantly trying to try to leave your mark and just fucking live. Like, yeah, 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 live and be there for the people around you who are directly affected by you. Don't mm. try and don't try and be remembered by people you're never even going to know. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of, again, what I think this is going for. It's, you know, be comfortable instead of being special. Like, just, it's interesting that, you know, the, 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 the Siri woman, Joy, she, yeah, Joy, she's basically programmed to make him feel special. She puts mm. all this stuff in his head and then in the end of the day, he's 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 not the special little boy, but he still does the selfless thing for the person who's actually the spe- special little girl. Yeah, yeah and that's the, a great the, message, I think. And, and, and I suppose the, the other bit of, of that there is it, it is the technology on technology thing. So he's he's formed his closest relationship he's formed is with an AI intelligence. You know, he's not. He's not a he's a replicant, so he's a manufactured person who is now essentially living with and having a relationship with a artificial um, wife essentially. Mm-hmm. And the, the the thing is, it, when when that that stick that essentially is her entire existence is is destroyed. You actually, uh, Becky, actually, you, you actually physically grabbed my leg. It was uh, at that, and it was, it, it, it was, it, it's such a strange kind of. Essentially, it's a death scene, yeah. and it, it's it, it is the, it's the emotional kick, and it's almost the right. I've, I've lost kind of the most important thing in my life, which, mm. and but then the fact that he then sees this thing that he's lost in his life this uh, this this woman um that he's lost in his life he sees her just minutes later and it's not her yeah it is it it's it's an incredibly bleak movie mm. uh, in terms of the way that it treats its um protagonist and it, it, it it's hero it, it, he is he's, he's he's treated like shit for doing his job He's shunned. He's used. He's shunned by what he thinks is his father. He then finds out that he's not the special little boy. It's not his father, um, and he has his wife killed in front of him. And then his wife doesn't even remember who he is. And then he fucking dies with nobody around on the steps of of, of the, the house of the special kid. It's it, it treats its its hero in such a shitty fucking way. Mm. And is it because he's not real? Is that part of the whole disposableness of the fact is that there's no mother and father, there's no brother and sisters, there's no family to, to, to remember him. He is just, he quite simply is a number. It's, it, it's a, in that sense, it, it's an incredibly fucking bleak movie yeah i thought of it like that thanks for that sorry <laughs> it is yeah, but I, I, his, his, his death scene is is, is i thought it was fantastic it's 
the whole film it, it is, you know, it looks incredible. It's shot by Roger Deakins. Of course it looks incredible. Um, and it's it, it's made by a filmmaker who is who is a genuinely is going to continue to, I would think, make fantastic movies. You know, he's not, it's, Prisoners wasn't a fluke. And then, you know, he did Arrival, which is, is fantastic. And this is fantastic. And it is very much now he's a, oh my God, I cannot wait for what this fucking guy does next. You know, and he, you know, his, his response to, um, you know, to the fact that, it hasn't made as much as they, they thought it was going to make, I thought it was fantastic, which was, it's a good job I don't make $150 million movies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I mean, that's that. it's interesting because it, it did pretty fucking well over here. Um, it's, it, that's, that's it. It was never going to do well in, in, in the US. In, 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 in that climate at the moment, this film is not going to make money in the US. No. But it'll, yeah. make, it'll make a decent It'll make enough worldwide, probably just. That's, yeah, I, I think it's, the thing is, I think they thought they were going to make a bit of a profit and then they kind of had a base to do more. Now it's, maybe they'll just about break even and if they do another one, they'll have to it, do it on a lesser budget. And with that... Ready? If they do another one, they'll either do it, have to do it on a lesser budget. I hope they don't do another one. But if they do another one, they'll either have to do it on a lesser budget or they'll have to do it for a PG thirteen. I don't. I don't think they will. To be I honest, I, I, like it's. I think it's a risk that they're just about gonna get it out, get away with at this point. Yeah. It was almost a. It was almost a. A vanity project for the sake of it for everybody. It was almost like you get the feeling that everybody involved kind of knew that this wasn't going to it wasn't going to make that. It should never have cost that much money. If it would if it had cost a hundred million, it, it would have it would have made yeah, profit. It would be fine. It, no, it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have. No, cause the thing about it is every fucking cent is on that screen. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking movie. You know, and for fuck's sake, it, 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 the film is worth a hundred and fifty million. Dollars for Gosling's car alone. It is a spectacular car. It's a fantastic car. It's, it's not as good as Rachel's cuts in the original. Though. Rachel yeah. has a nice coat, fair play. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It, it, this this girl the, knows the, how to pick out all The Blade Runner franchise has a has a has a good history of cars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, <laughs> speak, has a nice car, doesn't they? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a good coat. Speaking of Rachel as well, I thought that was pretty much the best face replacement type oh. stuff I've ever seen. That was uh, really good. When she just, talked, it was a little rough, I thought. But when she best. walked up, it was like, have they just cut and paste that from the original? Well, the thing is that, I, I, Bex, Bex has a theory on this, don't you? In a second, I'll get to about the voice thing. Um, but I, I, when that happened, I, I, I thought... Holy fuck! This is this is next level good use of of fucking of CG mm-hmm. of computer animation and everything like that. This is incredible. This is this is how you use technology in your movie. You don't need to use it to point and go, look what we've done. You just do it to enhance your movie. But you actually mentioned the voice thing after we came out, didn't you, Bex? About being slightly off. About it being slightly off, and you thought that it was possibly intentional didn't you well I from from the moment she started walking in 
because um, it was obviously supposed to recall the moment when she walks into Tyrell's office. Yeah, totally. Uh, but she's not got her hand in her pocket, and it all felt a little bit intentionally, just a little to one side of her. Um, so, like, her face didn't look quite right, and her voice wasn't quite right, and her mannerisms weren't quite right. And it was, it felt to me like it was a, she was supposed to look like a cheap copy so that he would not fall for it, if that makes sense. Like, she couldn't be replaced. It played on that uniqueness, didn't it? Yeah. Just because, just because, just because she's a replicant doesn't mean to say you yeah. can replicate. Make it the same. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt intentional to me from from when she first started walking in. That's interesting. I don't know because I thought the whole point was that it was trying to like. Actually, I don't know what was the point of that scene. I've kind of forgotten. Sorry. Uh, that that it was that he was he essentially um, Jared Leto was offering Deckard Rachel, Rachel um, in exchange for um, the, the kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but the great thing is, is Deckard just kind of laughs at him and goes, "Well, two things. One, that's not Rachel, and two, I don't know where she is." Yeah, that rebuttal of her eyes are green. Yeah, her eyes are green was fantastic, and it is. It's I, the Jared Leto thing's really strange in this. I to be because honest, I was baffled in getting cast, especially after Suicide Squad. Was he always that insignificant in the character? Because it, it just seems like it, he has like a couple of scenes, and you go, you just waffle nonsense, don't you? Yeah. And then I, and then I, he I fucks off worried, again. I was worried about him being in it, and then he was in it so little that. It was fine. Like, it wasn't good, but he wasn't there enough to be... It, it just... Bad. He really took me out of it, because it's just like... He's basically trying... He's overacting being quietly sinister. And I don't <laughs> know how someone does that, but he manages it. Is it a little bit, with the Jared Leto thing, is it a little bit that people have maybe thought that he's a better actor than he is? Because I, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, 100%. Jared Leto is, I don't think he's that bad an actor. I think he's a perfectly fine actor. And he was very good in Dallas Buyers Club. And he won an Oscar for it because he was he was very good. And I wouldn't begrudge him winning that Oscar. I thought for a, a best supporting actor, you know, I can't remember who else was up against him, but, you know, I think it was a very strong category that year. And I, I seem to remember, I can't remember actually who it was, but I seem to remember thinking I would prefer Blair to have got it. Um, it, it was... Um, was that the year that Stallone should have got it? Yeah. No, it wasn't that. Well. Run it that year. Um, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies won it that year. That That's Stallone right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Do you know what? Yeah, I, I would have preferred Blair to have won it over, over Jared Leto, but Jared Leto is a perfectly all right performance. But I think that maybe the fact that he hadn't made a lot of movies, he'd been doing his um, 30 Seconds to Mars, which is the name of a band, remember, and it's not an actual how long it takes to get to Mars. Um and um, it's, it, but it kind of made people think, oh my god, he's this great actor. It's like, is he, is he though? I think it's more that he's made pretty good choices throughout his career, for the most part. Suicide Squad was a mistake. Yeah, but for, maybe, I don't know whether it was or not. It just, it seems like with the last two movies he's been in, he's been billed as being like the big thing in it, or the big supporting character or the big. Essentially, the 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 villain of the piece, I suppose, yeah. within within them, and yeah. then he's kind of just 
appeared and fucking disappeared without really leaving much of a trade. But a, a lot of people going, well, he was a bit naff. He did weird shit on set on this one as well, didn't he? He just weird oh, shit. He, he, he oh, walked he. around with a fucking cane and pretended to be blind and shit. Well, he, wore, he wore contacts that to his vision, didn't he? So that he yeah. could what? feel like what it was like to be blind because the character was blind. Was the character blind? Oh my god! What do you think the little weird like trippy machines I were just, flying around? I just thought that was just Letterly. Why, why do you think his eyes were fucking clouded? Letterly. Oh my god! I didn't know he was blind. Was he blind? Yes. Yeah, he was, man. She's not joking. <laughs> he his way around you. Let her watch. Oh, he's just been joking. Let Oh, my God. He's so special. I genuinely know he was blind. Yeah, he was blind. Well, I'll have to... I want to look out for that when we rewatch it. That, that, that's why... Yeah, oh, my God. Just, just to say... He beat Barkad Abdi Bradley, who, by the way, Barkad Abdi, the best name in this film, Doctor Badger, fantastic. I, uh, which, which I actually tapped Bex to the shoulder and went in the film and leaned in and went, "Bet he's not a real doctor." And Bex's response <laughs> was, "Bet he's not a real badger." <laughs> <laughs> Too shame. Yeah. We don't talk often in the movies, but when we do, it's it's good stuff. It is. It, well it, 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 it's special, isn't it? it, it it's it's. It's stuff that has to be said. <laughs> That's very good, though. Uh, Barkad Abdi, uh, Bradley Cooper, Michael Fassbender, Jonah Hill. So... Oh, was yeah. that yes? Um, that's, that, I think that's fine. But yeah. I'm not particularly bothered that he won over any of them. I've sat there thinking, what? Yeah, Bradley it, Cooper won in Blade it was, it was Fassbender or Jonah Hill, for me, should have got that. But I'm fine that, that, that Jared Leto got it. I think they, they were all... Worthy performances. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like a crime, does it? No, it doesn't at, at all, at all. But it's kind of. Like, I know he's got. That's it. He's given up acting for the next couple of years, and he is uh, apparently he's uh, Jared Leto because he's got band's got a new album out. Is it so that the myth can recreate and people will think he's good again? That's it. it it's, he's he's very good at PR. Yeah, yeah. And all it. power to him. No, but he's not a bad looking guy either, though. No, he's a, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. He is. He's, he's, with his 30 seconds of Maldemo hair going on. Yes. And he's, he, he, he's beard and his weird shirts. Oh, his scarves. He loves a scarf. He loves a scarf. Sorry, Ian, we're getting off track. No, no, no. Very good. I'm enjoying this. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, also, I, I must say, I thought, considering apparently they were drafted in quite late, I think um, uh, Hans Zimmer and Ben Wallish, I think his name is, I think yeah. they, they they actually put in a really good term with that score. I very much would have liked to have seen what Johan Johansson did with it, but um, I, I thought it, the score was pretty appropriate all the way through. Yeah, I, I, thought, I don't think it leaned too much on uh, Vangeli's um, score that much, but it, it did it did make it feel like part of the world. It wasn't as bombastic as some uh, Hans Zimmer scores can be, which I know I don't have a problem with, but I know some people do. Can you imagine if it had been there with that rattly speaker? Oh, yeah, that, our, our screen had a, had a, had a dud speaker. Every um, time it was like... it was like somebody rattling a, 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 a tin dustbin lid next to your head. <laughs> oh, shit, the bed, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't pleasant. Yeah, oh. yeah I, I am looking forward to rewatching it in the comfort of my own home. I'm still strongly considering going to see it in IMAX, I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you might just have to prepare yourself. <laughs> right, cool. We've got a week off next week. Yay! Sweet. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel we like we're... Yeah. Oh, sorry. So we were supposed to go and see it in IMAX and then 
I kind of got cold feet because it's just so big and it's so wide and there's so much to take in that I was like, I'd rather maybe see it on a smaller screen first and then with the rattly speaker and the light spot on the screen, I was kind of regretting it. Yeah, that it, I would like to see it. And, I'm, and the thing is, I mean, like we've got fake IMAX in Cardiff, but I don't know whether it was like Dunkirk where fake IMAX what didn't show Dunkirk in the proper IMAX ratio. And it's mm. like, if if at least it was showing that like fuller image, I could kind of justify it to myself like that. But I didn't really get any clarification. And I've got a Cineworld Unlimited thing. So it was just part of my subscription to go see it versus paying like 13, 14 quid to see it in a fake IMAX. So... I, I, yeah, no, I, I just, I, it wasn't quite there for me, but I, I'd, I'd be interested. I mean, fuck, seeing it in proper IMAX, I bet that's a fucking experience. Yes. Do you want to meet up in Manchester next week? Yeah? <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I wish. <laughs> well, I did talk about Dunkirk quickly. Um, I'm actually going to go and see, um, at the end of this month, Dunkirk in 70 mil. Oh, sweet, really? Yeah, it's showing the city screen in 70 mil no. film. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and see that again on, on 70 mil. So it'll be quite interesting to see visually sort of how different that is. I might come with you for that. Cool. Very nice. It's a, it's a date. It's a date, mate. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so, um, I'm definitely not shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, our audience poll there was definitely not shit. 89% touching cloth 0% and shit 11%. So divisive in that direction. No one's in the middle on it. No one's in the middle, no. Either either Dan has done his usual Dan bit and just been voted to be contrary, or or maybe Noel's gone, I'm not bothered watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Nah, I think all the performances were really strong, with the exception of Lettel, who wasn't there enough. Robin Wright was good. All right, it was fine. Baby Goose was good. Baby Goose was very good. I like uh, Anna D. Is that because she's hot though, Matt? Oh, I haven't got an accent. Yeah. yeah you do like an accent. I do you? like an mm. accent. Ruben as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, did, I, did I agree. Purple as well. Do like that as much? No. But it's such a good, it's such a good image. Uh, yeah, but I just it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to like. No. Meet that. No, you wouldn't want to meet that. You, you would that. If, if anything's going to make you go look, look at your junk and go, well, is is, is this enough? It, <laughs> it literally is a hundred and twenty-five foot woman. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is um, that the first thing you'd think of if you saw a hundred and twenty-five foot woman? Well, would the first thing I think of be, well, how does this work sexually? Sadly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Just wanted to confirm. Is, yeah. Um, I'm still I could I could I could I could I could make a difference. Harrison Ford is in it with with how craggy and grumpy he is. We haven't spoken about Harrison Ford at all. Oh fuck, we haven't, have we? That that bit when he's oh my god, and the bit in the in the lounge at the hotel with all the holograms playing behind them, I thought that was fantastically done. Oh, the Elvis constantly the going Elvis wrong. And, yeah. And oh Mar- yeah, that was great. That was really good. Um. Just because it's it's all just happening around them and they're not getting distracted by it and they're yeah. the central figures but then all this weird shit's going on around them. I love that bit. Um, but the bit you know where sat at the bar um, and they're drinking obviously whiskey because that's all Decker does. Um, 
and he's asking about Rachel and like his broken look on his face when he when he finally says her name just that nearly brought me. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's um, I, I he cares. He actually seems like he gives a fuck in this. Um, yeah, and it's nice. I mean, with Force Awakens, it kind of feels like he just thought it would be a bit of a laugh and you know just whatever and it but it, it like with with this he actually seems to care and it's really nice just considering the experience he had with blade runner and how that how that's been over the years it, it it's nice that he's got this part where he doesn't even show up for like an hour and a half which really took me back actually yeah, um, yeah I, I was quite surprised that, that it, 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 it it's brave for a filmmaker to go no do you know what He's he's a supporting character in this movie. He's a he's he's not the central character. We're not I'm not going to make him the central character. I also don't think Harrison Ford would have gone on board with it if he had been the central character. To be honest, mm. yeah, and I, I, I mean I don't know. It's it's quite smart casting as well because you could totally buy Ryan Gosling being Harrison Ford's kid. Like yeah. that that does work. Um, yeah, and, and being Sean Young's kid as well, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, it adds to the kind of the whole MacGuffinness of it. Oh, she mm. was so- the MacGuffin kind of annoyed me just at, at, at first, anyway. Sorry, because it's so obvious that it's not him. Well, it was just the fact that it was like, how <clears throat> coincidental is it that the memory in him? Is that his, his, and also the thing is, when they're saying birth date, right, do they mean incept date? I I think it's more the implanted, I think it's, I think it's the evolution of them that they're given a, a a memory of a birthday, they're given a birthday. No, no, they're right. It is, yeah, yeah, it's the creation date, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. in that case, it's pretty coincidental that his inset date is the same date as the date that the chosen one is born. But that's the whole kind of thing. Is is moving set him up and put his no. memories in him? Yeah. To essentially get him to help at the right point. Yeah, she that. she's not doing that on purpose though. Like she doesn't know she's the chosen she one. No, she doesn't. But. The, the people that are working, that worked with Deckard and Rachel yeah. in the first place, do. So yeah. the people, they, so those people knew that Ryan Gosling was going to grow up to be a Blade Runner who was going to be well, no, signed. He, he, was, he, was, he, was, he, he was created as a Blade Runner, wasn't he? He's created to be a Blade Runner. Okay, so he's created to be a Blade Runner. He has the inset date. It's the same date as that birth date. And they engineer it so that he finds that date and then g- and finds Sean Young's skull and then goes on that quest. Yeah. Yeah, that that was what I got for me. It doesn't sound very realistic now that you're saying it, but that's, but, but that, that, that's movies. But that the thing is, I had it in my head all the way through. Fuck me, that's a fucking that that's a big old coincidence that is. And then when it was. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't know when the whole reveal came around. It what it, it just it took me out of it because I I thought it was going to turn out that he was actually human and that he was raised to think he was a replicant, and I kind of thought that would have been interesting. 
Would have been, it would have been. However, it would have it would have really hurt me around through that wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, no, totally. I mean that that's yeah, that that would have been the big that would have been the big thing. Um, but that's okay, the but- thing. That's the only thing. I mean, and taking on Dave Bautista to be fair, but he could just be really fit. But the wall thing, you're right, is is the one. But that's the thing that bothered me through the film and the fact that basically the key emotional revelation of this film is based on a plot twist, which is kind of lazy. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, it's, you watch it going, right, he can't be that kid because it's happened way too early in this fucking movie and the mechanics of movies just don't work like that. Mm. And, and, and the thing is, Villeneuve's too, Villeneuve is too smart a filmmaker for, for that to be a, a, a an actual full blown ah we got you didn't we I just I don't I don't think it is I think it's just I think and I think the way that it happens it, it is kind of like it's it, it, it pummels him back down to fucking earth into being the you're not you're not special you're just here to help us no I, that's the thing I mean I like what it does for character yeah but. It does, I don't know, like, for such a clever film in character and in world building, to have a monumental coincidence that big be, like, one of the key narrative drives does bother me. Given the nature of the beast with replicants and the fact that they are essentially born as full-blown adults and then their memories are implanted... His his memories that were going to lead him up to that point of finding that, finding the kid, finding Harrison Ford, etc., etc., could have been implanted way more recently than his inset date. Mm. They they could have just taken any old Blade Runner replicant that happened to have that inset date to create that coincidence and re-implanted new memories in him. Be interested to watch these the um, animated thing that they made. Yeah. The precursor. Maybe that answers some of these questions. But they could have done... Sorry. He doesn't necessarily have... He doesn't necessarily have to have had those memories of being in the orphanage and having the horse and blah, 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 right from the start. They could have just put them in there. Yeah, they're doing three days before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the film doesn't give you enough indication that that's the case, though. I mean, that's... That's kind of spinning, I think. Just coming after the fact. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying theoretically that could theoretically it, it, it could but it doesn't seem it if, doesn't if, seem if, if there's a deleted scene that has something like that in it that would actually make me feel better that at least that's what their intention was a scene of that of that one-eyed woman just saying like uh, has, the, has the implant taken or something like that yeah that would have yeah, fine. That would have been fine. Or, or when she's giving that speech to him, saying, you know, you don't remember, do you? You won't, you won't remember the fact that we kidnapped you a week before, <laughs> a week ago, yeah. and changed your entire fucking memory. But then it really changed his entire personality in terms of how he acts and things like that. And actually, speak- noticed. And speaking oh. about his personality, <laughs> I like the fact that we did the shit, definitely not shit thing, and we still spoken for about another 15 minutes after. It's good. Um, I... I- I like how Ryan Gosling 
does a good line in not looking turned on. Like, you always like, just look like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. He's like, well, you know, I may as well be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm Ryan Gosling. This pretty much happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, I've got Ember at home. Yeah. I'm all right. You know, like, it just, I, I don't know. Like, that whole scene, I mean, it was really interesting visually. And, you know, it cuts just before you get any of the good stuff, which did, I thought did was... Did we need it, though? I didn't no. need that. We didn't need it. I didn't like it. We didn't need no, it. You, you, you totally didn't need it. It felt a bit gratuitous to me. Yeah. In actually, on that subject, guys, how? What are your thoughts on all the sexism shit that's come out in the last few days about people going on about? What? Oh my god, why are women in the future always portrayed as being prostitutes and half naked all the time? It's so sexy. I. It's. It's. I. Have you not seen di- it? I don't pay attention to this bollocks. No. <laughs> it, it, it's. It's difficult because I. I, I, I do. Robin Wright. Robin Wright's the fucking police chief. Yeah, I mean that. That's the thing. You've got Robin Wright and you've got Love. Um, who? Yeah, Love. And is, the is one like I the Terminator. Read- I'm the, the dream designer, but yeah, people are getting their panties in a bunch about it. Oh, it's... people, do you know what? Do you know what? Fuck off. People can just fucking clean out the vaginas. <laughs> all that sand, get it all out. I think... <laughs> do you know what they need? <laughs> they, 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 they need a good fuck. That sort of out. Can't say anything. Like, like what happened in Mother, all she needed was a good fuck. Is that right? Yeah. I've not seen it. I won't I... watch it. I won't watch any film with an exclamation mark with Chewers gratuitously in its title well, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's gratuitous to be honest it's kind of like yeah this is going to be a film with an exclamation mark at the end of its title <laughs> I think it's pretty appropriate I don't I, I don't know I mean like it's it's difficult because I yeah I can see I could definitely see where they're coming from and but I, Ignoring an awful lot of other shit in the I, film I, 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 yeah I, they are that's the thing I think the film oh. does enough to negate that stuff at the same time um it just you know is it a shame that the key female character is essentially siri yes there's only like a couple of prostitutes in that and then there's the orange haired lady and then there's the fact that joy is just essentially oh she's just there to have sex with him well she ain't because she's a fucking hologram so she can't he can jack it while he's looking at her but he can't but that's kind of the point of them they're they're essentially modern. They're they're, 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 to some people they are. They're like pleasure bots. But they're not because they can't do anything with them. They all they can do is look at them and have them as companionship. If anything, they're there yeah. for companionship. Well, it is. Yeah, that, that's just that, that's just people projecting their projecting, own images yes, onto it, it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's all bollocks. It is, isn't it? I, I read it and I was like, what the fuck? People Can't looking for stuff to be fucking pissed off about. I, I think there there are definitely there are definitely bigger targets, but <laughs> it's it's not something I completely didn't notice. But it it's also yeah there there are definitely bigger targets than Blade Runner. Would mm. the landscape of the movie have looked as nice without various joy bots straddled around the country? I'm pissed off with I'm pissed off with them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just it just seems so miserly to me to pounce on it for that. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I just wonder mm. what your thoughts were. That's why I was reading about it yesterday, and I was like, really? There? Yeah, I, I, it, it just like I mean, people have got to be pissed off about stuff, like you say. It, it, you know, it, yeah. Should, should yeah. we do should, should we do some Gerald's game? 
Yes, we can do some Gerald's game, yes. Were we done, do we think? Or? Yes, I think we're done. I've laid, I've laid run. I think it's one of those we could end up talking about for, for days. But um, but I think it's a good a good place to, to finish. It's a good sequel, but the first one is still the best one in the world, is what we're saying, yeah? We're all in agreement on that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. Everything you could want from a movie. <laughs> everything you'd want from a movie. There's, there's tits in it. There's not there's not enough tits in it. There is tits in it. There's all There's no wang in it. There isn't any wang in it. Did you want wang in it? Yes. Yeah, I, I would have taken some wang. I've said several times on this podcast there should be more wang in films. Did you just say I would have taken some wang? I would happily take some wang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Gerald's Game. It's, um, I don't know, it's a film I, I watched a long time ago, but we're going to try this. <laughs> so, uh, it is directed by Mike Flanagan, stars Carla Gugino, um, Bruce Greenwood, the incredibly ripped Bruce Greenwood. Um, yeah, what was that about? Oh, it was brilliant. It yeah. was really impressive. I was like, oh, you go, guy. That guy's in like his mid 60s. That's really impressive. I know, he looks incredible. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and uh, who, Henry Thomas as creepy <laughs> paedophile dad. <laughs> It's creeping with a fucking other one. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so, yeah, Gerald's Game. I didn't know anything about... I didn't see the trailer beforehand, and I hadn't. I, I didn't know anything about the plot. I just got, um, I got assigned to review it, like, a week before it came out. So, literally, I was really radio silence on it. So, when he died 15 minutes in, like, what the fuck... And what the fuck is going to happen now? And then it, you didn't it, know that. Sorry, you didn't know that 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 was what happened. Nah, mate. Like I, I I knew she was chained to the bed for the whole thing, but I thought it was like he basically chained her there and like tortured her or something. So I didn't have a fucking clue. And then he keeled <laughs> over, and I was like, for first I was thinking like, well, is like is he taking the piss? Like kind of like she did. And then you see the blood, and it's like, right, okay, I've got no fucking idea where this is going. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, uh, what did you guys think of it? Uh, Mark, this time, do you want to kick us off, bud? Well, I was, I was really looking forward to it. It's a film, it's, it, it's, a, it's a book that, um, or a story, I suppose, that, that, that Bex has been saying for years, you know, it, you'd really enjoy it, um, reading it. Um, so, uh, being the person that I am, I, I haven't read it. Um, because uh, like fiction books um, it is, is my honest answer there um, so, but she's been saying for years if somebody could do it it'd make a really good movie um, and then it, it was you know Mike Flanagan announced he, he was doing it and you know we've been you know as a podcast we've been quite big fans of Mike Flanagan um, so far also as well I like Kyle Gino. I've been a big fan of Kyle Gino's for for nearly two decades now. Why is that, man? What? Why is that? Because she's a powerful actress. Powerful actress. Um, so she's a female role model. Yes, she is. Yeah. 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 That's kind of hot. I hadn't noticed. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> you with Bruce Greenwood's abs. They were just freakishly impressive. Yes. Oh, they were fucking incredible. Person. I didn't think he was hot, though. Well, clearly. It was just like, oh, it's this old Backtracking. guy. Backtracking. Taking a shirt um, off. So I was very much kind of looking forward to it. Um, and I think... Overall, I think it's it's a it's a good movie, but I did think its pacing was a little bit off at points. Um, 
but performance wise it's very good um it the 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 the, the, the gruesome grim bit was suitably gruesome and grim um and yeah i, I think it's it, it was a it was a success i i I don't know. It'd be interesting to know how filmmakers, whether or not they approach films, they'd always say they won't. But it would be interesting to see if filmmakers do approach sort of films that they know are going directly to Netflix in a different visual way mm. than they would do if they're making a film that they know is or that they feel is getting a cinematic release. Anyway, do you do they tailor it to that? Because I, I felt like it was it was toned down to, to, to that, but maybe that is just a psychological thing because I was watching it on Netflix. I don't think that would work in the cinema. I don't know that it would work. I think the claustrophobia is... Atmospherically. Uh, it, 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 you it, have that kind of isolation. Yeah, it, it, it felt better there. So I, 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 I enjoyed it overall... Uh, but I think the fact that I was quite pumped for it maybe led me to feel a little bit, a little bit, it wasn't quite as good as maybe I had thought it might have been, but I still think it was a very good film. I think it was the best film they could have made out of that book. Well, there you go then. What did you think of it, Ian? We'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. I... I, I mean, I do have issues. I mean, I I, I thought Henry Thomas wasn't great. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. It just, he felt, it was a very one-note role and he was very, very, very one-note in it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, and I know it's true to the book, but the last 10 minutes or so, I thought really dived off a cliff um just it that's it was a bit i mean all spoilers all the time the the fact the the, the cold kind of like grave robbing guy thing being real and then her confronting him again from a character point of view i kind of understand that but it, it uh, i i i, I is that he sat there thinking, oh, it's just some creepy supernatural thing or it's a hallucination, but it was actually a real fucking guy in there with her. Yeah. And that's terrifying. I find that more terrifying than if it was a supernatural thing. But then I have a, I have a whole big thing about home invasion, so it, it probably pushes my buttons. Yeah. Did he invade her? He invaded her summer home. It's just... Yeah. He... I don't know. He, I, I, Considering his look, I didn't think he looked threatening enough. Like, he just... I don't know, he looked like a mentally retarded guy who, as long as you were alive, he probably wouldn't have that much of a problem with you. I, I'd like, it just, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I thought it was an hallucination. I would have been fine with it being an hallucination. I, and I get, I get the point that, that, that him being real is, is quite, it is, it is quite creepy, but I, it just, it felt a bit, it felt a bit too much to me. And just the way that it's like Carla Gugino, like literally explaining it. Yeah. That, that is one thing. I, I, I think that might have been the thing that she's literally saying, Oh, by the way, there was this guy and he was robbing corpses and doing all this shit. And Oh, actually it was him. And you know, and then I had to, and then I had to go to the court and it, it was just a bit like, 
yes, no, I mean, okay, she was writing down her experience. I think it could have been t- told in a more elegant way. In, I mean, they, they, they couldn't do it in the same way as the book because they essentially missed out an entire character. In the book, it finishes and she's... The hallucinations that she has um, when she's in the bed, one of them is essentially the snooty version of her. One of them is an old school friend that she's lost contact with because of Gerald. And then one of them is her psychiatrist. And at the end of the book, she's writing a letter to the friend and sort of reinitiating contact with her and telling her about what had happened. And then that's why she's explaining about, oh, and then it turned out that this guy was actually real. Um, So it makes a bit more sense in the book because it's not just her kind of weirdly telling it to her younger self and putting that whole trauma to bed. It is actually her telling it to somebody else. Mm. Um, But it couldn't have had all those characters kicking around in there. It wouldn't have worked, really, I don't think. Um, Having a friend and a psychiatrist. mm, Essentially, they have... um, They've... Almost in a way, Mike Flanagan has, has sacrificed... Because I, I, I agree with you, and I, I did think it was a little bit, it was a little bit rushed, and it was her essentially explaining it that they maybe sacrificed that last kind of little ten minutes for the rest of, the, the, rest of the movie. Yeah. But they've still got that last ten minutes. Otherwise, you're leaving out a big portion of the book, I suppose. Yeah. Or a big. Plot yeah, point I of the mean, book. it's it's him actually being real and her not. I mean, obviously a little bit crazy, but not being fully crazy and imagining someone that wants to steal her bones and her wedding ring is, um, you know, I think that's a big part of her recovery, essentially, in the in the book, is mm. that she, it makes her feel less crazy because he was real. Um, mm. So I, th- I think that's, that's part of it. I think they did make him look a little bit too cartoonish. Um, you know, obviously, it's the giant from Twin Peaks. He doesn't look like that normally. They, they, they've made too much of the makeup on him. I know it was meant to look creepy in the dark, but they could have done that. Him without makeup in the dark in the corner of a room would look creepy enough because he's a very, very tall figure of a guy, isn't he? Giant, he is. He is a giant. Um, but, you know, they didn't need to take it as far as they did, I don't think. Um, and then I think it would have had more impact. You know, when you see him in the light of day in the courtroom. Yeah. Because he would have looked more like a, a real... Person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's that on the ending, really. Is that they did it the best way they could, given the way they did the rest of the film, I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean... However, I mean, I thought the, the rest of the film was really good. I mean, it... it, it I actually, sorry, Becky, what did you think of it overall? I, I actually really enjoy it. Like I say, I think it's the best the best film they could have made of that book. It's not as good as the book because part of part of what gets you in the book is the length of time it takes you to read it. So you're there with her more, if that makes sense. You kind of you're in that, and there's more time to kind of languish in her isolation and her fear, um, and how how am I going to get out of this? And you, you kind of you feel it with her a bit more um, because. You have to read it. It takes longer to read something than it does to watch something, and it goes more in depth into it takes you longer into how she became. You don't even read how she became unhappy, why she was unhappy, why she's isolated herself, what her motivations were, what the deep-seated childhood shit is that's that's caused her to be the way that she is and turned to somebody like Gerald. Um, so a lot of that was missing, but I think they still did very well with it. Um, there's fundamental differences to to the book, 
he doesn't he doesn't die because she pushed him away and he just, he's just set up having a heart attack. He has a heart attack because she kicks him in the nuts. So that's the thing. Um, right. Prince dies. Prince. The dog. Dog's called Prince. Dog's called Prince. I have discussed this with you before. Cool. Um, <coughs> and like I say, there's more characters. So, sorry, go on. No, no, I'm just, I'm just laughing at you two. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, there are other characters, and the fact that it's her her childhood friend and her psychiatrist, psychiatrist that she's talking to, and Gerald's not even there, I don't think, from what I can remember, um, as a hallucination. Like, he's there as a dead body being eaten by a dog. Yeah. But he's, he doesn't really talk to her in that capacity. But um, it allows it allows <coughs> her to explore more of her history, I suppose, because she's not just talking to her and him. Mm. Um, so it goes a bit further. I like that they kept the little Dolores Claiborne nod in the film yeah um you up sorry oh sorry i thought you said something no um because that was that was a lot bigger in the first draft of the book and they wrote it down they were supposed to be linked books all right but they still kept the little bit in um so i like that that was still there i could see that getting remade at some point well it was a decent movie actually i could see them i could see them possibly yeah but it's kind of like Stephen king Adaptations. It's a little bit underwatched. Mm. Um, it's actually a really, it's, it's a really solid movie. But it came out at a time when all the Stephen King adaptations that were coming out were like full blown horror adaptations. It, 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 it kind of came out with a bit of a whimper, really. I think it, it came out, um, it came out too soon after um, Shawshank that it hadn't really built up that cult status that it built up. Mm. Um, but also, it came out. A little bit before, um, like the Green Mile came out, and that kind of reevaluated people's movie-wise, uh, people's feelings towards sort of Stephen King. Mm. I think it's probably an underread book, possibly. As well, yeah. To be honest. Um, anyway, Gerald's game. Um, so yeah, I think I think they I think they did really well with it. To be honest, I think I think she was really good as Jesse. Um, you know, he was he was fine as Gerald. He had a much bigger part, obviously, than he does in the book. Um, yeah, all in all, I think it was really solid. Oh, very good. Yeah, I mean, the um, I just got to say as well that bit of gore. Oh. That, oh. It just so that, it just Are lingers we as well. Yeah, that's called a degloving incident. Just and when it went floppy, man, like that. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is gross. Oh. Oh, I did wonder if they'd, they'd do it in the same way um, in the film as they do in the book, and because it's it's quite vividly described in the in the book. Um, Yummy. Yeah, and I, I did wonder whether they'd just like because they could have just had a cut herself to lubricate the cuffs and get a hand out, but no, the skin pulled back, and yeah, that was a thing. Oh, <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like I, more more than that. I didn't like the bit when the dog was pulling chunks off Gerald and it was, I was stretching away. I was fine with that. That dog's just that, oh that, that no, but the noises it made though. That dog is taking a bite into a situation, doing what he should. What's that dog called? Um, Polly, Prince. Don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that, that was I I was I, I was doing that thing on the sofa where you kind of going, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. But I've got it. <laughs> Yeah, that was one pleasant to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am glad they left out the bit um, 
after with the flashback after um her father has pleasured himself against her back um when she takes her dress off and lays it out on the bed it describes quite vividly again the wet patch on the dress when they were laying the bed out on the thing i was like oh and i was like no they haven't it's all right henry thomas you bastard you bastard taking advantage of being eclipsed. I did say to you, didn't I, after we came out? Oh, no, actually, while we were watching it, because watched it at home, he seems to have a bit of a... He went through a period where he had a bit of a thing about eclipses. Because um, that short story that he's adapt- that someone's adapting that's coming up, that, that involves an eclipse. I can't even remember what it's called now, but that, that involves an eclipse. And obviously Dolores Claiborne, and then there's this as well. I think it's like a... Like his thing with dogs. Yeah. I did think that, that Prince would come to a sticky ending. Well, he, he does in the book. He does in the book, does he? Really, you get the police shooting. Ah, oh, well. Well, there you go. Police brutality. Yeah, police brutality. Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm definitely not shit on it. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. I'm just I'm just enjoying you two just chatting between yourselves. It's great. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely not shit as well. Uh, it was a good, it's a good time. Yeah, our audience poll was uh, definitely not shit, 67%. Touching cloth, 0%. And shit, 33%. Did, did Becky say what she just gave it, by the way? Oh, I would say definitely not shit as well. Sorry, no, I didn't. Cool. Okay. No, that's no problem. It's just your husband's not asking you for your opinion. That's all. Rude. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Um, so, have you, guys, uh, have you guys seen anything else this week? Uh, we watched Blade Runner, didn't we? Yeah. Which, which, which you spoke about and you, you enjoyed. Uh, because it's... Because you think it's the greatest song I've made. Yes. Uh, have you watched anything else without me? Um, I've watched a lot of Being Human. You've watched a about... lot of Being Human as well, yeah. Sure, that's appropriate. Um, I watched uh, after after um, Jordan um, admitted that he'd watched uh, Ocean's Eleven the, for the fourth time this year. <laughs> yeah, that was a revelation, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a fucking revelation, and I thought. I haven't watched Ocean's Eleven in quite a while, so I watched it the other day. Uh, we watched Ocean's Eleven and thought, do you know what? I can see why somebody would watch this if it was, you know, if it was, if they connected with it in that way. I could see why somebody could watch this four times in a year because it is a film that is incredibly easy to watch. It's under two hours long, and it did make me think from watching that going, Logan Lucky is very, 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 very similar to Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, sure. It's virtually the same movie. Um, and we also watched Security, didn't we, that game? Oh, yeah, how was that? Oh, what, what was it? What, I watched 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close for the first time. Uh, who did you watch that with, that okay. Might watch that with Tig. <laughs> did you watch that with the dog? I watched that with the dog, yeah. Uh... think of it. Do you know what? It's it's not as shit as I expected it to be. Um, but yeah, it's not great. It's not great. I still prefer the cartoon. Yeah, I prefer the cartoon. Um, don't think we need an in-depth review of 101 donations. No, I don't think we need. But you can if you want. No, I think I'm fine, actually. Cool. Yeah, we watched Security, the Antonio Banderas movie. Um, it's... What did you think, Bex? I really liked it, actually. The kid was fucking annoying. Yeah, the kid was annoying. But... Antonio Banderas is minning it. Yeah. He's, he's properly glowed up, hasn't he, as he's got older. He's always been a handsome man. No, but he was like a handsome in like a kind of sleazy looking way. And are, are just, you, that's a bit racist. No, I mean in a racist way. He just, he always looked quite <laughs> mommy, like. Why? Because he's Latino? No, because he just always had this look on his face. 
Fuck off. But yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit of a... He's a handsome man. He's a handsome silver fox now, isn't he? He is, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... So security. Um, essentially, uh, Antonio Banderas plays a ex-marine um, captain, he is, isn't he? Um, yeah. Who, since he's um, left the, the, the service, um, he's gone over a year without working and just kind of desperately wants to get a job. Um, it, it's intimated, but never fully explored, that he's got... He's going through some shit, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's estranged from his wife and his daughter, but through his choice rather than their choice, because he's clearly he doesn't feel comfortable being around them, uh, being the person he is. But they're very much wanting him to be around them. Would you say that's 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 made clear? Yeah, I think I think it's kind of supposed to be that thing that he doesn't since coming back he doesn't feel good enough for them. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe you get. Isn't yeah, it? and um, so he he essentially he takes he basically begs the woman at the job centre to give him any job and doesn't care if it's minimum wage or whatever. So he gets a job working at a, a mall overnight uh, as one of the night security, and the he sort of turns up and the, the the guy who's head of the night security is pretty much your your archetypal um, security guard who thinks that he's like thinks that he's a, a copper essentially don't oh, no, I don't think he? he's like he, the golden retriever of but he is he is but you get that that feeling but then very quickly he when the shit hits the fan he very quickly you're in charge he succeeds to Antonio Banderas and goes if there's any way that we're going to get out of this it's because of this guy um, essentially this this girl who was is witness to um, mob accountancy, mob accountancy um ends up at the mall and he's been chased down by Ben <laughs> Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, who is magnificent in this movie. Really? A sight to behold. Yeah. It's, for a start off, so there's a few scenes and then these, these won't give away plot points, but there's a scene in it where they, Ben Kingsley goes up to the, uh, the mall, the doors, um, to try and... Um, essentially pretend that he's the, the father of this girl and that they've had an argument. It's very quickly revealed that he's not. And Antonio Mendoza doesn't believe it. But then he starts offering them money to basically hand over the girl. But he has this weird minion, doesn't he? Yeah. That he's like in a hood. Henchman. A henchman in like a hood who kind of almost goose marches to the door. And he's just stood there with this case that's open with all in it, saying nothing. <laughs> it, just, it looks like a character out of a horror game. It does look like a character out yeah. of a horror game. It's so weird. But then Ben Kingsley, throughout the entire movie, just has so many different accents. It is impressive. It shows his range. And so. the, at one point, it, I turned out of Bex and went, why is he doing Anthony Hopkins all of a sudden? <laughs> And he does, he just does an impression of Anthony Hopkins. It was amazing. For about, it's during a big monologue, this big soliloquy he's got. And then he's doing Anthony Hopkins. And then he stops doing Anthony Hopkins and starts doing East End. That then morphs into North Yorkshire and then goes back round to Anthony Hopkins again. There's a bit of Irish in yeah. there as well. But this is throughout the whole film. He, he does it. like In this monologue, there's, there's all of those. But throughout the whole film, every scene, there's a different accent. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of brilliant. 
And it, it adds to the whole movie. It's the good thing about security is it is it is under ninety minutes long. It gets in, it gets its shit done, it gets the fuck out, and essentially it is it's a sort of precinct thirteen, yeah, but set in, a in, in the same place as Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't that. As well as they're doing Dawn of the Dead. The two is as strong as well as they're doing the Dawn of the Dead. But it's do you know what? It's it's a really solid watch. I, I could see me watching it again. Yeah, yeah. It was really good, actually. Sweet. It's on Netflix, but yeah, watch it, is what I'd say. We watched The Fog. We did watch The Fog, yeah. The, 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 but not the, not the good one, we watched the remake. We watched the shit. The oh, shitty oh, no, why'd you do that? And, uh, I, do you know what? I would love to be able to answer that. It was there... It, it was. We it, couldn't decide on anything else that was short enough uh, before we went and then, to bed. And then we went, went, went we should watch The Fog, because it was on Netflix, and we went, should we though? No. But then still watched it. Yeah. Mm. Maggie Grace is shit, isn't Maggie it? Grace is awful. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No, Blair's fine. Maggie Grace is so bad. You don't like Smallwood either, do you? No, I don't like Small. What's it called? It's called Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, and Tom Welling is... He's he's not he's not rakish or roguish enough to pull off that character. He's not no. He 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 looks. Do you know what he made? Do you know what he did? So wet. Do you know what he did watching that film? What? He just made me want to watch the original. Yeah, with Tom Atkins. He he looks he looks roguish enough. He looks caddish enough to pull off that character. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that's and as much as I like Summer Blair, she she's no Adrian Barber. She's no Adrian Barber's now. And Maggie Grace. She's fucking no Jamie Lee Curtis. She's no Jamie Lee Curtis, no. No. We, we basically should have watched the film. We should have watched the film. Um, yeah, um, that's, that's pretty much it, I think, what we watched. What have you been watching, Ian? Um, so, yeah, I watched a few things. I also rewatched Blade Runner. It looks very good in 4K on the old Apple TV, I must mm. say. Um, I uh, also watched... Oh, God. Well, I don't say... I say, oh, God, but I, I really like the film. But I, I must have seen... Moana in different chunks. <laughs> like, I fucking love Moana, but like literally, I've probably watched it in in different chunks, maybe like a dozen times over the last few weeks. Did Did you see that thing uh, that came out this last last week or the week before about what Dwayne the Rock Johnson got the guys that were animating it to base um, his character's looks on? What? It's like his granddad, and they showed a photo of him next to. Shit, what's he called? What the. The dude. Rock's yeah. character. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, Maui. Maui. Yeah, a picture of um, his granddad next to a picture of Maui, and they, they, it's like quite obvious that they're based on it. It's quite sweet. Wow, Sorry. really? Okay, I'll look that up. Good. Yeah, no, it's just. Um, that yeah. fucking funny. I mean, be honest, that bit where he sings. The song's I love good, that song. but the singing's. Painful. Nope, disagree with you. It's, I, no. disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I oh, disagree. He's, he's barely singing. He's he's basically talking through it, but um, the the music around him makes up for it. I think. Um, yeah. Like Lottie likes listening to "You're Welcome in the Bath" like <laughs> all the time. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, Moana. Um, okay, I uh, I also took Lottie to see the Lego Ninjago movie. Um, yeah it's a law of diminishing returns with those lego films um quite severely i think i mean it's it's all right um 
Justin Farouk's quite fun as the the bad guy, but his character is really, really like his character in the relationship with Dave Franco's character. Very, very close to some stuff in the Lego Movie, um, like really close. Um, and I don't know. I mean, there is some funny stuff, but the key funny thing i think with like the 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 weapon which is shown in the trailers i wish was not spoiled in the trailers um so i'm not going to say anything there but for kids it'll be fine i almost lost my patience with it to be honest um how long is it? Because it, 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 it's the first one of the Lego ones that is very much based on a Lego property rather than a property that Lego have used. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's fun. Yeah, very good. By the way, um, I just got your thing. Yeah, fuck me. That does look like his granddad, doesn't it? Christ. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Um, it's a shit that, that's an hour and 41 minutes. Is that longer than Lego Batman? No, Lego Batman's like maybe five, ten minutes longer. Um, it's longer. It, yeah, I, it's. Um, it, I don't. It just. It could have been ten, fifteen minutes shorter. It, it really, really could it, have. Longer than a Lego movie. Wow. It's a minute longer than a Lego movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It, it's. It was fine, um, but I, they've got a. I think this is the last one of these Lego movies for a bit, for at least a year. And I think that's a really, really good idea. This one is by far, actually, to be fair, it's the first one that is, it seems like it's actually for kids instead of adults in arrested development. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I like the Lego movie. I like the Lego Batman movie. They are kids films that aren't for kids the Lego Ninjago film is for kids. And you know what? That's fine because that's what they're supposed to be there for. Yeah, um, that's absolutely. And like I say, it's, you know, Lego Ninjago is, is a big thing in, in Lego and, but it's a big thing. It's, it's a big Lego thing. So yeah. it's not something that a, that, that you're, you know, whereas the Lego Batman thing is, it, it's aiming at Lego fans. It's and aiming at Lego fans, Batman fans and general pop culture fans. Yeah. Whereas this is that that's just aiming at Lego fans. That's going your kids gonna want to see this. You might not want to see it, but your kids gonna want it. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Justin Theroux really does actually it does save it. Um, I, I I don't know. It, it just he 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 does some he does some funny shit in that film. But yeah, so Lego Ninjago. If you got kids, why not? If you haven't got kids, why? That would be <laughs> would be it really. Um, yeah. And uh, lastly, for me, well, I um, I watched the Testament of Doctor Mabusa, which I literally finished today. So I'm going to be recording that for the Patreon, I think, tomorrow. So there's that coming. But um, I also watched uh, Rush Hour Three um, because it was on Netflix. Um, I want to rewatch the first two Rush Hour films because I had a really good time with this. I've, um, I've never. Seen- Rush Hour movie, so I, I kind of want to watch the first two Rush Hour movies now, so I can watch Rush Hour three. <laughs> yeah, I, I it just it's um, I I I enjoy Chris Tucker, I and I think they have quite a good relationship with each other in this film, and I don't know, there's just a bit in it where 
a girl is coming on to Chris Tucker and she says, how, how can I ever repay you? And he says, well, I don't know, you got $20. And I, I just, I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's me. Um, yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> you know, I don't know if the first two are, but this one is. They're Roman Polanski's in it for some on, fucking reason. Yeah, they're not on Netflix. They're not on um, Amazon Prime. And then they were on Sky. Otherwise, I'd have watched them on <laughs> yesterday. Fucking hell, that's weird. Um, but yeah, I had a good time with it. So there you go. Um, and yeah, that's that's it for me as well. So fucking hell. Have we got any Twitter questions? We do indeed. Yeah, we have oh, one, I believe. Uh, Jack Burton, uh, at Mr. F1978. Pitch a sequel for a 30-year-old standalone movie. Um, Buckaroo Banzai 2. It's just Jeff Goldblum chatting at the camera for 90 minutes. Oh, actually, what is the deal with the Jeff Goldblum pictures on Facebook, Ian? I just think it's funny. Like, literally, there is a page for context for people who don't know. There is there is a page, like a page on Facebook that is literally the same photo of Jeff Goldblum every day. Like, um, every morning, Ian Loring has shared... <laughs> So, yeah, basically, on everybody I follow, who follows me, Facebook thing, every day they get a picture from me of Jeff Goldblum just going shush at them. I, I quite like it. <laughs> I just wondered if there was, like, a deeper meaning. No, no not, not in the slightest. <laughs> it, 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 it just, it, it, seemed, it seems to make some people laugh. And, <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep on doing it. It's brilliant because it comes up on my feed. That's the thing. So then I just share it, you know, like it's just easily done and it makes people laugh. I'm trying to think when 30 years ago is, like 87. You can be kind of like loosey-goosey with that a little bit. That's give me a minute. All right, mine's easy. Go on. Midnight Run. Just another Midnight Run. Oh, that's good. Yeah, just, 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 I know, um... He's, I don't know, he's that Charles Grodin's character has, I don't know, gone as, as what, here's how I do it, is Charles Grodin's wife contacts Jack, uh, Robert De Niro's character, he's called Jack or John, um, contacts him and says, he's gone missing, he's gone a little bit, he's lost his senses a little bit and he's gone missing. Can you find him? And he goes to find him, and it turns out he hasn't lost his senses at all. He just wanted a little bit of a break. <laughs> and so that's how I picture it. And he's got to get him back to his his wife to admit that he just wanted a little bit of a break and was just a bit, a bit bored. But he keeps on trying to give him a slip in the same way as he was in the first. So that's that's what I do. Because I, I do think it's it's I think it's one of De Niro's best understated characters it's De, it's De Niro's favorite character he ever played it's the only movie that he watches of his um, oh. and Charles Grodin has said that, that he he enjoyed working with De Niro he enjoyed working with Martin Brest he enjoyed the film and there would have been a sequel had it not been for his ill health essentially mm. so if if, if 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 let's say there was any way 
that you know that he could do it or anything like that. You know, I think it'd be it'd be a really fun watch. And you know, it's a it's a movie that I don't think gets enough appreciation. Midnight Run. I think it, it's got it's got its followers, but it's very much a cult following. I think that it's it's one that kind of soft fell through the cracks in the sense of the type of movie it was at the time, because it. Because it was such a juxtaposition to what people expected from De Niro, that it, it kind of wasn't maybe taken as yeah. There was wasn't as much attention on it because the comedic actors of the time did that type of movies were well, why isn't Andy Murphy in it or a Richard Pryor or things like that? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, yeah, I think I'm. I, th- I think I'm. Spe- just Buckaroo Banzai came up straight away for me. I think, I think it's, it's a good question in the sense I think everyone's got one that, that, that kind of go that and there's a few where you go well, that and then you go oh actually but that did have a sequel though, didn't it? yeah I think I'm trying to think and listen to you at the same time and I don't know all the ones that I think would be nice to revisit the world it, it's all wrapped up quite nicely and to leave where it is and then all the ones that could have sequels I think oh shit now that already does so I think I'm stumped on this one. I'll okay. think of something later and I'll let you know and you can tell people on the next one. I will. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. That, that was, that was our, our, our one question this week. Sweet. Okay. So um, we'll be back next week then. Now, um, before Netflix. Before we start, hmm? can I just ask you a question? Yeah. You know how you keep promising that you're going to play Resident Evil <laughs> and put it on YouTube? Yeah, I don't think it's happening. Oh, why? It's scary. <laughs> oh, but it would be so funny. No, scary. It's not that scary. It's scary. I know, but oh, Ian. It's scary. It is a bit scary. It's scary. <laughs> That's what made it fun to watch you do it. No. 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 But the, the Patreon listeners, I will tell you that my. Uh, Scary, okay. Becky. Like, I just want to. I want to make that clear. It's scary. It is. It is quite scary. Did you? I think we've spoken about this before. Did you play the demo when it was out? Um. Yeah, for like ten minutes. <laughs> was that too scary? It was scary, Becky. Yeah. I'm just going to keep on saying scary until you stop <laughs> asking me. <laughs> yeah. My my copy of Shaolin Cardio Kickbox has arrived. Uh, oh, fantastic. I should be doing that at some point in the next week as well. I'll film it and put it in the people's consumption. That'd be hilarious. I think, oh. that should be, I think that should be like a long, like long-term like long feature thing. Matt does various weird fucking fitness videos. I'll happily do that. We'll get you I know James you would. On. Oh my God, we'll get you a Jane Fonda one from like back in the day. That's all weird and leotards and thrusting. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I bet they're on YouTube. They probably are, yeah. yeah. If, if people want that, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can even make suggestions for which keep fit thing I should do. Oh my god, that's an amazing idea. <laughs> I have a I might regret this. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I've committed to it now, so I will do it. Fair enough. Damn um, Okay, very good. It's a fun show. Um, Right, so next week, um, so the Snowman I think is the big release in the cinemas. Um, this is it. So new Thomas Alfredson is hoping. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine by that. Yeah, I'm looking uh, 
There's a couple of things, uh, Netflix originals as well. Um, McGee's new horror comedy, The Babysitter, which appears to be about a hot babysitter who gets involved in satanic rituals while babysitting. Oh, um, could be interesting. Um, and Noah Baumbach's new one, The Meyerowitz Stories. Uh, so it's got the, apparently Adam Sandler is good in it performance uh, as well. So um, I, I'm going to watch both of those, but I, I won't force Mark into it. Well, I will. I will for the Meyerowitz one. Sorry, say again. Have you watched the trailer for the 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 Adam Sandler one? No, I've tried. I've, I've tried to keep myself. Uh, I tried to keep myself fresh where I can. So no, we'll, I haven't. We'll be watching it anyway, won't we? Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. That's quite good. So I'll, I'll I'll be watching both of those. Sweet. Okay. Cool. So uh, yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have quite a bit to talk about next week. Uh, thank you ever so much, Becky. That was uh, that was great having you on for the whole thing. Yeah, it's been fun, actually. Yeah. Normally, I just kind of dip in and do my Stephen King button and go. <laughs> well, don't feel you have to. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. And uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ian. Uh, uh, thank, thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners, as well. You guys are so weird. <laughs> Patreon at, uh, slash Dude and the Monkey. <laughs> pa- Patreon.com <laughs> slash Dude and the Monkey. There's some new stuff coming soon. And, yeah. um, yeah, patrons, listen to the start of the Black Samurai commentary, even if you haven't seen Black Samurai, for the chance to win Black Samurai on DVD. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. Because you, you all want Black Samurai. Do want Black Samurai, because it's, it, it's a fun fucking movie. <laughs> oh, and actually, um, also, I must say thank you very much to uh, Marcus Sisu as well, who has posted me his copy of the Apu trilogy so that I can actually cover it on, um, on, on on the Patreon show because it's not available on iTunes. It's not on any streaming services and whatnot. So he posted me the DVDs. So thank you ever so much to him. And uh, I will be posting them back once I'm done with them. Do not worry. Uh, but yeah, I just want to say it was really nice of him. He reached out on Twitter and offered. So it was really good of him. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. I think we're good. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thank you very much for listening, people. Bye. bye.